Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. They must be free of fear. They must be free of friction. They must be free of pest. Shepherd watches over the sheep to protect them from nasal flies and bolt flies and warble flies and ticks and I'd put it this way. God is concerned about the things that bug you. Little things that can rob us of sleep, that can rob us of peace. Reaching up high with arms open wide, we see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and All of us at one point in time have laid in bed unable to sleep because our anxious thoughts would not slow down enough to allow our bodies to shut down. In today's message from Psalm 23, Pastor Ed teaches us that the Lord is concerned about our anxieties and the little things that can rob us of peace. Because Jesus is our shepherd, He will ward off the pests that eat into our lives and minds to sabotage the rest we need and desire. Through Christ's power in us, our peace and rest is restored. Now, here's Pastor Ed with his message in Psalm 23. If you're like me, you think it's impossible to take time out. We'll lose our place in the race. So we run faster and faster and faster, never realizing we're just running on a treadmill. We're just running around a track, and we arrive where we start. We're going, 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 and then suddenly we're gone, and it's all over. God wants our life to be more than just running and racing here and there. He wants to orchestrate us into a beautiful piece of music. He wants a song to come from our life, a message to this world. Augustine cried out, What will make me take my rest in you? And then he answers, so I can forget my restlessness and take a few, hold of you the one good thing in my life. We get so caught in busyness. God meant us to live out of centering our lives in Him. As you look at the 23rd Psalm, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then he makes a list of all of the wants that we could possibly have. And the very first one that he places before us is our need for rest. He starts off in the place of rest. Because everything comes and grows out of that relationship to God. It says we rest in him that we can work for him. And if we don't rest in him, we become a target of the enemy. He'll cut us down right at our knees. 
the orchestra leader, wants you to put your life in his hands. I like the way John Ruskin said it. Not without design does God write the music of our lives. Be it ours to learn the time and not be discouraged at the rest. They are not to be slurred over, not to be omitted, not to destroy the melody, not to change the keynote. If we look up, God himself will beat the time for us. With the eye on him, we shall strike the next note full and clear. For music to come from your life and my life, there has to be rest in it. That's why the psalmist begins with God taking us to the place of rest. He shows us that there are conditions for rest. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The shepherd keeps the sheep alive. They're completely dependent on him. If the shepherd weren't there, they would be devoured by wolves. They would wander into the wilderness. They would drink water that was no good for them. They're just dumb animals. And they are dependent on a shepherd. Now, in order for a shepherd to make sure the conditions are just right. Philip Keller talks about the conditions. He was a shepherd for eight years, and he wrote a book on the 23rd Psalm back, I believe it was in the late 70s. It's become a classic. And he talks about four conditions. Well, the four conditions begin with free of fear. If sheep are fearful, they're fearful of, let's say, the conditions of wolves, of predators, they will not be able to rest. Isn't that true of your life and mine? Don't fears have a way of creeping in and stealing us of rest and peace? See, God knows everything you're going to face. He knows all of the things that are on the horizon for you and for me. But he tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Don't let fear captivate your heart. Allow God to bring you into the place of rest with him. And those fears will dissipate. And the peace of God will take its place. They must be free of friction. Oh, I love this part of his book. He said, every animal has its own social system, and they establish an order of dominance or a status within the group. He said, in a pen full of chickens, it's referred to a pecking order. With cattle, it's called a horning order. Among sheep, it's called a budding order. And he says, the sheep that wants the dominance will begin budding other sheep. They'll be aggressive. They'll push their way. And he says, oftentimes a shepherd has to just discipline that sheep. He said, one of the things that he noticed was as soon as he would come into the fold, as soon as the sheep recognized that he was there, all of the friction would go away when they saw the shepherd. Oftentimes we have petty jealousies 
We have this pecking order, as it were. We want to make sure we're not looked over. We want to make sure we don't lose our place. We want to make sure that somehow people notice who we are. God wants us to look not at our positions, but at his person. Because when we look at him, all of those things strangely are put into perspective. Philippians 2, 3 speaks to this when it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Only God can do that in the heart of a person. We live in such a competitive world, we even compete with our own mates, compete with our own children, compete with anybody around us. And God is saying, put that aside. See, when God takes care of the sheep, he begins changing the heart. And when the heart is changed, they could go into the place of rest. They must be free of fear. They must be free of friction. They must be free of pest. Shepherd watches over the sheep to protect them from nasal flies and bolt flies and warble flies and ticks and I'd put it this way. God is concerned about the things that bug you. <laughs> Little things that could rob us of sleep, that could rob us of peace. Our good shepherd is like an earthly shepherd. He watches over the sheep. He takes care of them in those little minute things. Don't you know that God's concerned about the small things that bug you from day to day that would rob you of your relationship with God? He wants you to rest in him. He doesn't want you to be filled with turmoil, constantly overcome with the cares and concerns and the things, well, he didn't notice me. Or she didn't notice me. Well, they didn't say hello to me today. God wants you to be free of all of those things. The Bible says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast or stayed on thee because he trusts in you. I remember a godly old saint, Midge. She would always quote that verse. If there was friction or things going on, she would say, God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind has stayed on him. Free of hunger. Ah, oh, this is a good one. Sheep are so dumb. They'll walk by a muddy pool of water, and the shepherd's trying to lead them to clear crystal water that's healthy for them. But they'll go to a muddy pool of water where there are all sorts of parasites, and they'll just begin lapping up the water, not thinking that there's refuge in there and manure in there and all this garbage. It may not affect them at first, but it eventually will produce parasites in their body, and they'll suffer. Aren't we like that? We try and quench the thirsting in our souls, the hunger in our lives, by maybe getting involved in the arts or the sciences or traveling from here to there. We try and do some type of achievement. All of those things are really a, 
a deep need to fulfill an emptiness. And you could look at people who have achieved all of those things and gone in those avenues. Jeremiah lamented. God lamented. He said, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me and they've hewn out for themselves cisterns of their own making, things to quench their own thirst. Listen, nothing can satisfy you like the knowledge of God and a relationship with God. That's the most satisfying thing in life. Well, how do I meet those conditions of rest? By faith, we find rest in his promises. By faith, you find real rest, trusting in the promises of God. God has your name on some of those promises. Take them out, read them, meditate on them. I think that God gives passages of Scripture to his sheep that will especially guide and keep them. There may be a favorite verse, a favorite chapter, a favorite passage that again and again comes over and over to you. Take that life verse and meditate. Ruminate on it. Now, there is a real need for rest. It's a definite need. It says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Do you know over 70 million people have sleep problems? Lenny Lemania is not the only one. They say 70 million people. Teenagers blame sleep problems on their low performance in school. They say, one study said that 50% of those 65 and older suffer from sleep problems. So that means... There are 70 million Americans that go through the week tired. We need rest for our bodies, rest for our minds, rest for our souls. God has so designed us that if that music is going to flow from our life, there have to be those places of rest with God. It has been said, take rest. A field that is rested gives a bountiful crop. If you're going to be fruitful in your life, you have to take the 23rd Psalm and have those places and times of spiritual rest. I'm going to ask you a question. Give you a quiz. Which of the commandments, of the Ten Commandments, is the longest? The first one? How much time did God spend on the first one? How many words? I counted 32 words in the first commandment. How about the last commandment? Or excuse me, the last commandment, 32 words. Eight words on the first. 32 on the last. How about the fourth commandment? I counted in the English language 94 words. I'd like to just read you that command to rest. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You and your son or your daughter, your manservant, your maidservant, your cattle, or the sojourner within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore... The Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. 
We need to be able to rest. Well, how about the business? My competitor is going to get ahead of me. I'll send my son to work. Well, what does that commandment say? You rest. Don't send your son. I'll send my daughter out. Or I'll send one of my servants. Well, how am I going to keep up with my competitors? How am I going to be on the cutting edge? God said, time out. Stop and rest in my presence. He commands us to rest. I believe that so many people have those sleep problems because they're thinking of so many things, so many anxieties, so many problems. Let the Lord shepherd you. He'll cause those fears to diminish as you trust in his promises. He'll cause those areas of friction to just disappear as you meditate and you live out his word. He'll feed your soul because he said, come unto me all you that are hungry and thirsty. He'll feed us from the bread of life. That'll satisfy us. This command to rest is, is, is it's important. It troubles us to be still. We feel sometimes awkward. Something's wrong. If we suddenly rest in the church service, suddenly it's quiet. And everybody gets edgy. The pause is a little too long. We know how to, we need to know how to pause in our life and just stop. Listen, if you don't accept the command to rest, God will compel you to. A man went to a Middle Eastern Syrian uh, shepherd and he noticed that this shepherd was carrying food to the sheep. And it was a particular sheep that he was carrying it to. And he noticed that the leg was broken. He said, well, how did that happen? Did it fall in a hole? Uh, did a rock fall off a cleft? And the shepherd said, no, I broke his leg. He said, what? You broke his leg? Why did you do that? Because that sheep would keep wandering off. He had a rebellious streak to him. And so I've broken his leg. And now for a period of time, he'll have to learn to eat out of my hand. Hello? Sometimes the green pastures is white sheets on a hospital bed. And God suddenly slows us down. Sometimes it takes the form of an emotional crisis where suddenly you become paralyzed. And God is saying, wait a minute, slow down. Have you spent time with me? Are you communing with me? If we don't accept the command to rest, God will compel us to rest. Uh, I want you to look at the place of rest. Where does he take us? Where does he place us? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures by still waters. God has provided these places of rest for us in our salvation. In Hebrews chapter 4, 9 to 10, it reads, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. God 
gives you the gift of salvation, not so that you can work and earn his favor, not somehow that you can do enough to be acceptable in his sight. He gives you salvation as a gift so you can rest, so you can be at peace. Things in your life may not be the way you want them to be. But in spite of the circumstances you may find yourself in, God will give you rest. Not in your circumstance, but in Him. It says, He leads us beside the still waters in green pastures. Notice the colors. Green, blue. little boy was with his father. And he said, Dad, I have a question for you. And this little boy was seven or eight years old, and he says, Dad, why is the sky blue? That's a stupid question. And go on a little further. Dad, why is the grass green? What's making you think of questions like that? A little while later, the boy says to his father, Dad, do you mind if I ask you questions? He says, no, son. How else will you learn? The blue sky has a calming effect. Imagine if it was vivid red. <laughs> the green grass. Why do people, when they take vacations, want to go to the mountains or off to the shore? That green grass has a way of creating serenity inside of us. Those, those beautiful colors that God made producing, as, as it were, rest. God bling, brings us to a place of rest. Christianity must always be far more a gift from God to man than a gift from man to God. Hear that. Think about that. It's a gift that God has given you. Never, ever will you ever earn it. Never, ever are you ever good enough to qualify for it. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. And he does it not because you're worthy, but because he is. Because he is a God of incredible love that loves his creation. And he, he bountifully bestows on the people of his pasture his love. He is a good shepherd. The shepherd is interested in his sheep, and so the good shepherd is interested in you, and his great gift to you is Christianity. Look at the place of stillness. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Do you know 70% of a sheep's body is not wool, made up of water? It needs water. There's something about water that we fear and something about water that we enjoy. Uh, we were, in a sense, uh, and we were in our, our mother's wombs, we were surrounded by water. We're physically made up of a great deal of water. And he leads us beside still waters. Waters are beautiful when they stay within their banks. Water is beautiful, a rain when it comes down. But if it becomes a torrent, if the water overspills its banks, it can destroy the crops and the homes and cause havoc. 
The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. Pastor Ed will be sharing a 14-part series of messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. You're